What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that. Shotgun set. Three receivers left. And here's the snap, and the blitzer is picked up. Brady and he caught ball. Evans. He has the record at the 11-yard line. Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record a thousand yards or more in his first seven seasons and want to throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Again, looking again. Throws up the middle. That's intercepted at the 40. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. Oh, so the end Battle in. Intercepted, picked off in the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs. Hello and welcome to the Salty Dogs Podcast. I am Scott Smith. And I am Jeff Ryan. And we are the Salty Dogs. We are. And if you came here expecting us to sound particularly salty this week because of the loss in Washington, you can forget it. Oh, I was going to say you came to the right place. Nope. I, I'll, we'll get into this later because you need to say some words about Beefo Brady's. I do. I, we say thank you, Beefo Brady's, for uh, sponsoring the Salty Dogs. When you're thinking of wings and beer or beer and wings, whatever order you want to go, nobody does it like Beefo Brady's. Start with the award winning traditional or boneless wings and a variety of sauces, dry rubs, and then next, pick your brew. Beef has all your faves on tap. Beef O'Brady's, where game time meets beer and wing time all the time. I think yeah. I'm out of I think I'm out of Beef O'Brady minutes. You, you get, you're done? Well, I made it pretty far into the season. Well, you did. Halfway. The, each of them, though, if for anybody that didn't hurt, was just my own experiences there because my yeah. family have had a lot of... We've been there a lot so you baseball games and enjoy quite a bit. And you know what I say, good teams start getting good in November, so you're kind of fading here in November well, with a beef O'Brady And tip. you bring that up after the Buccaneers go to 0-1 in November. I know. November's not a good uh, good month for it's not uh, off to a Bruce good Arians' teams. Yeah, and it's not off to a good start here. But, again, I'm going to tell you, Jeff, I don't feel that bad. I, I'm not that worried. Okay. I honestly thought that the Buccaneers, we, I'll say it like that, were going to really sort of blow out the mm-hmm. Redskins. Who'd you tell or, I'm sorry, the Washington football. Who'd you mention that to in the week? Well, week? funny part, I think I mentioned it on the on the podcast oh. and to you. Yes, and that's what I was getting at. And it wasn't even, I don't even know how long into the game I get a text from Scott, and all it says is, told you so. Yep. Wow. And I still at that point thought we were going to win the game. And then I said, I said, it's early, still could be a blowout, just don't know what yeah. team. I wouldn't call what happened a blowout. No. Um, because it was still a two-point game until they went on that incredible ten-and-a-half-minute drive. Right. So it ended up being a, a ten-point game. Yeah. Did they go for two and get it? Uh, no. So it was a they 29 didn't, they, didn't, they didn't kick the extra point for fear of getting it blocked, getting two points. Oh, and okay. And running it, so, yeah. Okay. Somehow or another, it was a 10-point. Oh, yeah, we were Nine down point. by four. We were yep. down by four. Right. Okay. And they scored a touchdown. And then didn't kick. Yes. Okay. It was a 10-point game, 29-19. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just have to say, every loss hurts. Uh-huh. You know, you just sit there going, oh, God, seriously, is this really happening? And then it's not until, like, the next day that it reveals itself to me how I really feel about it. Right. You know, yeah. sometimes I feel even worse the next day. 
sometimes like this. I just don't think that the things that the Buccaneers are doing wrong are going to continue. I really don't. I I can cannot argue. And there about were that. there were two turnovers in that game. There were two interceptions, but one was a total fluke. That you, well, it's not a fluke. He basically fumbled. Sure. I mean, it's an interception, but basically one of our players, Jalen Darden, fumbled, and the other one was apparently an overthrow. Although Mike Evans tried to take responsibility for it. He did. Uh, I don't know. Coach said it was an overthrow. I mean, it's going to happen. But the number of turnover-worthy plays, that Tom, throws that could be intercepted that Tom Brady has thrown this year are very, still very small. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Hail Mary shouldn't count. Yeah. Two of his others were, were bounced off guys. And, and again, you're in the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You unfortunately, gave up the lead in the fourth quarter, which is something that, that B.A. has not been happy about. I just think with we, we, never got, we never actually got the lead. We were at a four-point. No, we were losing well, by four Well, we were points. losing by four. We were trying to come back from a 16-3 oh, right. deficit. And we never we, stopped them. Yeah, that was the problem. Um, it was the longest drive in the entire NFL this year. But last by, night, I Monday know. night, they were one play away from yeah. I was like, that I was could rooting be them longer. I, uh, I was rooting them <laughs> on. I was going, how weird is this? I know, right? So what I'm saying is I think an offense led by Tom Brady – uh, is still going to generally not produce a lot of turnovers. He doesn't no. throw a lot of balls that are that are going to get you in trouble. It just he just doesn't. So I'm not worried about turnovers. They they hurt us the last two games, but I don't think that's going to be a problem going forward. The penalty thing is hard to figure out. Mm. Um, that could continue to be a problem. The Bucks solved it last year. They're having a tougher time solving it this year, and the just. Complete inability to get off the field on third down on defense in that game. Crazy. I don't see those as, as like systemic problems that are going to continue. Right. And so I think the Buccaneers are going to get back and and quickly get back to playing, you know, much better games like they were before this two game losing streak. Well, which it, feels a lot longer because there was a bye week in the middle. Right. Of it. Right. And it just. You know, we got spoiled. We didn't lose for like ten games in a row. So I yeah. mean, you, you, you kind of get. It's funny because six and three into November, any other year, I'd be like dancing in the streets. We were six and three in November last year, and uh, that became seven and five. five. It was right. it was a it was a similar feeling, however, because sure. we got to six and three by getting blown out by the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then we won a game, and then lost two, and then went into the bye, and then everything got better. So everything is still out in front of the Buccaneers. They have made it much more difficult to get the first overall seed because Dallas looks really good. Sure. The Rams are going to be better than they were this past week. Uh-huh. Green Bay's got Aaron Rodgers, and they're in the first seed right now. Uh-huh. Um, Arizona, once they get Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back, should be as good as they were before and but, not losing by 20 points to Carolina. But honestly, the only thing that, that – that you hear it all the time on any given Sunday or any day. Two teams line up. You don't know, and the last yeah. few weeks has certainly proven Driven that point home. And uh, so, right? Are, are the Ravens are the Ravens panicking because they lost to Miami? No. Are the Bills panicking because they lost to Jacksonville? No. They came back and won big. So At Atlanta. Who did Atlanta beat? That was kind of interesting. A couple weeks ago, they beat New Orleans. And then they they get destroyed smoked. by Dallas. Yes. I mean, clearly anything can happen. And Dallas was destroyed the previous by week. Denver, correct. And and they had Dak Prescott in that game, so it wasn't a lack of Dak Prescott. Although it was his first game back from injury, so maybe he was a bit rusty. And how and how bad of a season are you having? If you're you know are you feeling bad about you know the Buccaneers being where they are, not you, just world you, um, world me, yeah, uh, the me of the world. 
the Detroit Lions and the Steelers fighting it out <laughs> to a tie. The poor, the poor Lions. I, and I'm thinking, boy, you, they can't win for for or they can't yeah they can't win for no they can't lose for winning. They, they, lost, <laughs> they, they can't they win, win for losing is yeah. I think how it goes. But it they, goes, but, but they can because they could tie. Yeah, they did, and they did tie, which um, was, not only did they tie, it, 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 just how it happened. It was just, and that's it, that's a hard go. Every yeah, time. but the reason why I bring that up is you just don't know on, on any day, and you kind of, you know, you get a feel for it and say, oh, this this is what the team should do. This is how it should go, but. You know, sometimes you just have a bad day at the office. The key is not to have too many. And I think I think you brought it up. I think the loss makes it a little more um, difficult because it's now two in a row, and you had to buy weeks, so you're three weeks, and you've been yeah. thinking it's well, ma- it's marinated for a while. I'm just into all things must come some trials. Sure, right? sure. and we had our trials last year mm-hmm. and uh, overcame them. The Bucks that won in in twenty in two thousand two had their trials. They had a, a quarterback with the fracture in his back in late December I think I think it's so crazy that here we are this is the halfway point would you say it is okay well I'm a little past okay but I think the only team I think um the Lions there might be one other team that isn't vying for a wild card spot in the NFC right now well it'd be so that's how that's how competitive it is right now you mean what do you consider vying for it? Well, you're still in in you can you're still in the thick of of okay. getting the sixth wild card. I don't know. I don't position. know if a three and six team is in the thick of it, but whatever. However you want to define it. Yeah. So, um, I'm just saying, I, I'm feeling all right. I think things are going to turn around now. I have a strange optimism, and, and you know when you said. When you told me you thought we were just going to blow them out, I'm like, I don't have that feeling. No, here. you didn't. And uh, I thought it was going to be a struggle, and and it was. But I have a good feeling going into the next game. I hope that's not a bad thing. But right. I feel like I've been kind of on. I, I didn't. I, I was worried about the New Orleans game as well, even though we were six and one at the time. Sure. So which, which I, at that particular game, the, uh, the Buccaneers, I think, were nine and a half point favorites last against. Uh, the Washington football yeah, team. Yeah, that's not good. But, again, that kind of thing is happening all around the league right now. The Jets beat a couple weeks ago. The yeah. Jets beat the Titans, and now the right. Titans are unstoppable. They look good. That wasn't a couple weeks ago. That was a while ago because yeah. the Titans have won like six in a row or five five or six in a row all against contending teams. I'm, you know, so. But, you, can't, you know, you can't sleep on anybody. That's, that's the bottom line. That being said, that game really was kind of – tough to take because you go into it after the bye thinking well for one thing we got to stop hurting ourselves with penalties sure. and the coaches always draw a distinction about pre-snap penalties mm-hmm. being the ones that really drive them crazy and what did we do though before we even officially had a play we had a penalty and i just wonder and then two plays later or three plays later because that one didn't count um brady on third down is there's a m- protection mix-up apparently and Brady is just killed as he gets rid of the ball by Jonathan Allen uh-huh. on third down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think Coach Arian said on his radio show that that may have affected his outlook the rest of the game. Well, it, it, whether, whether they uh, acknowledge it did or it didn't, it certainly seemed to because there were very little deep passes after he that. He was getting rid of the ball quickly. And very, very quickly. A lot of, a lot of dump downs. Which was yeah. probably not the plan going into the game because they had the worst pass defense by numbers, at least, in the NFL. They didn't look bad, though. No. They really didn't. Uh, but my, my point is, do you think there's anything to, 
okay, all this time we're talking about we're going to be disciplined, we're going to be on the same page, and then you commit a penalty on the very first play, and then you commit a um, protection mix-up sure. three plays later. Is, is there any psychology to this? Is there any, like, oh, here we well, go again? Well, yeah. And, I mean, I and, feel that in the press box, but do the players sure. feel this? I would think so, yeah, because uh, now it's like, okay, everybody trying to do a little bit more than they're supposed to, and then it creates havoc. And That's a good point. Um, the first 12 plays, if you look at the first 12 snaps, they were horrendous for the Buccaneers. Yeah, they didn't go it, well. it didn't go well at all. So that, that kind of was like, oh, okay, now what's going on? What, what you know, do they feel that on the sideline? Do they feel like, oh, I would this say so. I, I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. It was funny because we were, we were in a commercial break and, and, um, Dave looked at me and he said, you know, it's really, really hard to criticize the, one of the you know the greatest player in the NFL, but in the right, history of the NFL, yeah, in the history of the NFL. But right now, it's it looks like he doesn't want it. You know, he's just getting the getting rid of the ball so quickly. Yeah, I think that's a downside. And my response was, well, you kind of have to say it because that's what you're seeing. You know? Okay. So did he say it on the radio? Mm-hmm. And we don't really know what was in Tom's head. So no, no, and you're and that's just making what I'm, observations. Yeah, you're, well, and that's just it. And that's the other side is, uh, you know, I'm making an observation, or someone makes an op- observation. It's like that's what I think what's going on, but you don't know unless you're there, yeah. unless you're that person. There could be plenty of factors that play into it, into the fact that we checked the ball down a whole sure. lot in that game. And Fournette had like ten targets. Mm-hmm. And now, if now if he would have broke one or something, then everybody would be saying, "Oh, well, I don't know, awesome yeah. game I mean, plan." They were generally working for like three or four yards, but we needed a couple of them to be bigger than that, you know. More than a couple, yes. Uh, we just, you know, because the defense, it wasn't terrible. No, it but just it, couldn't get off the field on it, third down. It, 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 it they did. only had Washington only only got four point five yards per play, Jeff, which is low. That's a low figure. That's a, usually a winning figure. When they needed to make the stop, they couldn't make the stop. Right. And that's and you know in the fourth quarter, I looked at the, I, I was looking. I go, oh, there's ten something left. Uh, I was like, okay, worst case scenario, we'll have five minutes left. Yeah. We're going to be in good shape. Yeah. That's that was my thinking. Then it got to we better start taking timeouts because yeah. this is not going well. Right. And then. Um, you know, they're what, what fourth down they the, get. They they're get, yeah. fourth downs. Well, they converted yeah, the fourth down to get the touchdown. But sure. the, the biggest one was that final third down to McLaurin over mm. the middle where Jordan Whitehead just blew him up and he held on to the ball. How about Adam Humphreys making a nice catch? He made a very important catch. That was a key catch. Jerk. It's one of those. You go, it, it's like Gene goes, oh, I forgot he was even on this yeah, team. I, I go, yeah, so did I, I'm not unfortunately. Sure I'm not sure he'd had a catch to that point. So even though I knew he was on the team, sure. I hadn't really thought about him the whole game. No. And then I see the guy diving to make a catch. And I could tell it wasn't McLaurin. I could tell it wasn't DeAndre Carter. So I'm like, who was that? And I'm looking at the number. Oh, and, it's freaking Adam Humphreys. And, and Thanks as, a lot, buddy. And as far as, way in, as far away as you were and we were from that play, I'm amazed that you were trying to figure out who it was. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, uh, that is a hard this place the, to call again. This is the part of the podcast where you get to hear about the struggles of us yeah. in the press box and radio booth, well, which I'm sure is what everybody wants to hear. Yeah, but it, it was a hor- it's a horrible sight line, but what makes it even harder, it has an overhang, yeah. so you're, you're like you're, you're in tunnel vision. You, you, it, so if you don't know, the press box and the radio booth are all, they're, they're basically down in the end zone. Yeah. Now, years ago, that used to have the best sight lines it because did, you would be on the 50-yard line. Yeah. A lot in, of sp- in fact, the home team 
the home radio is on the 50-yard line. Oh, and, they never moved them. <laughs> and, what got, and what changed it was it became the owner suite where the press box yeah, used to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, So exactly. that's what happened there. That's which, what happened. Which I think if you own the team, you need to have a good sight line. So I can't, <laughs> I can't fault you for that. I can't, you know, I'm going to complain about where I am, but I can't. Well, I, in general, um, the, the league has changed from when we started. Uh-huh. Uh, all the stadiums, you generally had the press box and the radio booth in the middle of the field. But sure. as... Time. The importance yep. of luxury boxes, sure. luxury suites, and so yep. have proliferated. Um, it teams is, yeah. that are building uh, stadiums are prioritizing those money-making things, which yeah. you can't really fault. No, no, it no. is what it is. Right. And then the others, if if you remodel, the first thing that's going to get moved is like sure. a visiting radio booth or something, sure. like that. Uh, yeah, which makes the situation where we saw in New England just when we got there. I mean, you remember? Oh yeah. I hadn't remembered what it was like. Yeah. I'm like, we're like. Below the first overhang at the 50-yard line, I'm like, this is incredible that this still exists in the yeah, NFL right here. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, considering that SoFi Stadium, you're in the end zone. But what makes and, – and at AT&T Stadium, Dallas Cowboys, you're in, in – in, I think they call it um, kitty corner, catty corner on the end zone. Um, but you don't have the tunnel vision. I think that's what it is is because the overhang. But it was a nice day, though. I mean, it, I mean, <laughs> it was. I mean, it was a. It, it's great football weather. Forty-seven degrees, sunny skies. Yep. Oh, I didn't ask you what your favorite thing about the game was. We're supposed to do that every week. Well, my That's favorite, my my favorite thing was uh, was uh, Mike Evans catching a touchdown yeah. pass to tie Mike Allstott. That, that was, was mine too. That was and that, it was such a cool. That was play. a great play. Talk about and it was in front of us. I that's know. What I, I was going to say that, that's what was so good about it is that it was like, oh, good, it's happening right here. The sidelines, like it. you said, are so bad, but in this particular case, awesome. right from the beginning, you could see Mike beat his guy at the line, and you could see him quickly gaining separation, mm-hmm. and you knew that yep. Tom was throwing that there ball. There it comes, and then you you're watching it develop, and it's coming at you, and it, your view's getting better yeah. and better, and it's just a perfect throw, and he yeah. easily runs in for the touchdown. And Solid. So if anybody doesn't know, that was his 71st career touchdown, which ties the great Mike Allstott yep. for the most in team history. We've talked about that a lot in the last couple of weeks because I've been trying to make a big deal out of it. It is a big deal. So he is now, if you consider the fact that it being tied for it means you you are. You're the record holder. You're the record holder. Yeah. He is the only active player who is the current touchdown record holder for the team that he's on. I like that. That's pretty. Brock weird. is the only other active leader for a franchise, but mm-hmm. he's the leader for New England. Sure, there were a couple. Um, Derrick Henry probably would have got this year if he hadn't got hurt. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And there's one other that has a shot this year, but it's bl- I'm blanking on it right well, now. Well, it's all right. It happens. It's your age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Senior moment again. So anyway, uh, I still gave you most of the information you needed there. Yep. Also, the other favorite thing for me was um, that pizza at that place with the hotel. I, oh, you guys flew out. Yeah, we flew out. We we did the we did the Mission Impossible against all odds. Yeah, uh, you got out the night. It became a challenge between um, the digital department and the radio department <laughs> on uh, on getting home. And um, I elected. You guys elected for the high I, level. Of I elected for the high level. Let's catch that seven thirty flight. And the digital team said, "We're not going to do that. We're going to fly home." Well, if home it went into overtime, day. we didn't think we'd make it. Right. And I was like, "We're going for broke." We're and then going. your flight got delayed. And well, the, yeah. <laughs> but the best part was, and I still, we made it through security from the time we got into the to the uh, SUV and made it to uh, um, through security, hour and ten minutes. And you know, it's pretty cool though, driving in at, 
at night and you're driving and you look over and there's the Washington Monument lit up mm. and you kind of have to stop for a second and go, oh, wow, this is – then you see a sign that says Pennsylvania Avenue. You know, just mm. makes you realize how cool that, that district is. Okay. Well, enough about our travels. Sure. But there was a really good pizza place uh, attached to the hotel that we were staying in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and um, it was called Potomac Pizza. I think it's okay to mention that because they're you not can. really a competitor. No, with, no, no. With, it's just uh, it was just there. Brady's. Yeah. Which was which was kind of cool because uh, we were at the University of Maryland, kind of a really cool uh, campus. Setting. Well, yeah, but did you go scrolling around? Uh, scrolling I, around. I did. Uh, uh, when we left, we did drive a little bit around. Made a wrong turn, so we got to see but a little bit. But not on purpose. Well. I looked out my window and saw the I mean, stadium, saw the, saw their stadium, oh, and neat. saw the campus. It was wow. very nice. Come on now. Well, I'm just saying you can extol how cool it is. So what kind of pizza did you have since it seems like pizza is very, very important I don't to need you. to get into it. I do, you I know, mean, they don't need to know every detail. Well, they're like wondering they if, you're your saying, if, they're, if they're saying this is a delicious pizza, they want to know. I said Potomac pizza. Yeah, I know, but what did you have on the pizza? Well, just, what does it matter? It matters because it they're not be, going to choose their their toppings based on what I ordered. You I may just ed- their pizza in general was good. You may educate them and I'm say, "Oh, I have not ever tried the hoopty doopy supreme." No, it was just a regular thing. Jeff. Okay, enough, enough. Continue. So the Buccaneers did get five sacks in that game, which was a season high. Two by Devin White, who had 18 tackles. He had a great game. 18 tackles and two sacks. That doesn't happen very often. No. I only found four instances of that since 1987 of at least 15 tackles and two sacks in a game. Jeez. Because the people, the types of players who are going to get two sacks are not guys that are out there in the middle of the field making 15 tackles. Um, it's somewhat interesting because everybody was saying he wasn't playing as well as he was last year or he needed to step We've up. We've answered and, some questions about had, the lack of big of plays. Yeah, and there this game, there he and was. And Levante came through with his uh, extremely important force fumble, which yes. is a career once again uh, boom he's just really really good so he's fourth in the nfl since he came in the league in 2012 in um forced fumbles which fourth sounds pretty good but it's actually extremely good because every other guy in the top 10 and probably more than the top 10 are edge rushers and defensive linemen and they get a majority of their um forced fumbles on strip sacks which if the quarterback doesn't see you coming and you stri- that's that's one way to get forced right. fumbles. Ronda De Levante gets his out of just being some kind of savant about being able to pop the ball out of guys' arms when they're out in the open field. Mm-hmm. And this one wasn't like his normal. He's told me before that there is there's not just random. Like he knows when he's tackling a guy, he knows to try to punch the ball. Uh, when the guys are a few feet from hitting the ground, because at that point they take one hand off the ball yeah, to brace himself. Yeah. And then you pop it out right then. This one, the guy was still standing up, so I don't know exactly what he did to get Phenomenal it out. Phenomenal play. But it looked like a potential game-winning play, game-changing play for us because, you know, Mike scored three and plays later and we had some momentum going. Another, another um, moment that I liked was at halftime when we had Bruce Arians on the, on the air and asked him what, uh, what, what could the defense do better? And he said, he goes, what do you need your defense to do? And the answer was catch the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and when you, and, and, and if you did not watch that game, the reason for that is there were a few opportunities that had the defense caught the ball. It certainly could have changed the way that game yeah, was the being biggest played. one, the one that went through Jordan Whitehead's hands yeah. and then was still caught that, How did it get through his hands into it was like he thre- he threaded the needle in where his hands were. It, I mean, crazy. it did contact his hands, though. Crazy. It still went to the receiver, which is just insane. Yeah. 
That's a really bad piece of luck right there. Yeah, well, that's when you know you're going to have a bad day. That's when you know things aren't going your way. You know, the funny thing about when when games are like this and there's a couple maybe turnover opportunities that we don't get, I always feel like Bruce is – he has very high expectations of what plays should be interceptions. Yeah. I mean, I see yeah. a guy yeah. <laughs> go diving flat out, and the ball glances off his fingers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I should After have. the game, is like, that was right in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way he sees these yeah. things. I've seen but it over and over again. It's fair, though, right? Well, the one well, the one clearly went right through Jordan Whitehead's hands. I think the others were, would have been high-level sure. difficulty plays. But that's how what about you the, expect. How about the play that the Chris Godwin near interception? Mm. That was one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. So... The ball is thrown very low. He tries to go down and get it. He can't. It goes under his body, and it appears for all the world like it's bounced off the ground. Mm-hmm. And then it bounces over, and some guy five yards away makes a diving pick. Like, they challenge him. I'm like, no way. That clearly hit the ground. And then we watched the replay. And you went, oh. Oh, no, because you see it, like, slide under his body and through, and then instead of hitting the ground, it hit his heel. I mean, come on. How is that even possible? The good news is the guy didn't catch it. And so I'm like, okay, it is a turnover. It is a turnover. Then yeah. then our offense runs back on the field. I'm like, wait, what's going on here? It's because on the other end of it, the diving guy didn't, didn't catch get the ball through the ground. I wasn't even thinking about that part of yeah. the play. Yeah. I was all pessimistic about this part of the play. Yeah. and But, uh, again, you, you know, there are games like that. You just – You just you don't get the bounces. You don't get – it's just nothing's there. Uh you know, when when are you going to have issues with your special teams like we did? We missed an extra point. Uh, They've been good some, lately. Yeah, we had some problems with punting. Our special teams game. have been pretty good. They've, been, They've really, been a winning edge for us. That's so what I'm this, saying. It wasn't this game, but it has been. Correct. And, but that's what I'm saying yeah. is that uh, I agree. You, that, all of a sudden you're like, what's going on? That goes back to my, my first point that I don't feel that bad because I don't think these are going to be continuing yeah. problems if if I end up being wrong I'm wrong but I just don't have that feeling I like how you, I like I like your I like where you're headed <laughs> I, I like where my head space is yeah I, you yeah. know that is though you're starting to uplift me here good good that's what I want maybe it helps the people listening too sure that is though since Tom Brady arrived that is the first time that the Bucks have lost a game to a team with a losing record oh really yeah wow yeah we had been I got I got some sheets here we had been Twelve and zero against teams with a losing record since the start of two twenty twenty. That's pretty strong when you think about. Well, it means you're right. beating who you're supposed to beat. Right, but that's so not the, how it's going this year for a lot of teams. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's going it's going around lately in the last couple of weeks, but and it's bit the bucks now. But mm-hmm. that's the first time that's happened, and wow. we know these things happen. So for it to happen once to the bucks sucks, but it's not something to get all worked up about. Yeah. You know, it's going to be fine. I really think it's going to be fine. I'm not saying the Bucks are Super Bowl favorites right now, right? But they're they're going to be in I, this story. You know, they're going I, to be a big part of this story. It, it's for me, it's hard to say who's the Super Bowl favorites because yeah, until you get once you get into the playoffs, then you kind of look and go, okay. But y- you're not a Super Bowl favorite until you get into the championship game. Yeah, and plus it it does change a lot. I mean, I thought it was Buffalo in mm-hmm. the AFC. Sure. Early in the season, and then I thought it was Baltimore, and now I wonder if it's Tennessee. I, I think it's going to swing back to Buffalo. This is going to sound crazy, which coming from me, it's normal. Don't count New England out of this. Oh no, everybody's right saying that. This is yeah. that's like the new big story right but now. But you start you start watching their games and they do a lot of things. They good. do a lot. You know, they're that team that you know they're no really big new no big big names, but all of a sudden they're they're coming together. They're gelling, but you still have to wait and see. I mean, they're they're playing better than they're they playing did last good year. defense. Mac Jones is playing. He's managing games well. Yep. Um, he's playing the best of all the rookies, rookie quarterbacks. They're running the ball well. I was just going to say that's that's 
they're not doing anything awesome. They're just doing everything yeah, good. Yeah, and they do a good job of scheming for the opponent. I mean, it's sure. probably the eight millionth person to yeah. say that about Belichick, so I don't need to get into no, it. No, no, but it'll be it'll be it's fun. They're to watch. definitely they're just I don't they don't have a Lamar Jackson or a Josh Allen or a um, or well, I know Tennessee's kind of getting by on bailing wire and yeah. string too. I mean. Their best player is Derrick Henry, right. and they're allowed, still and they're still winning. That's how you know good teams when your best guy's not there, and you can yeah. still win. And and I think, you know, uh, you, we've been battling injuries, and yeah. you, you know we're missing Gronk and we're missing AB, and, and I so think, I think that those two I, in particular. Go ahead. I well, I just is that a comfort level that that Tom Brady has? But when you when you I've heard someone say that, and I kind of thought. Why would you say that when you have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, yeah, Cam, but you know? The thing that made this offense so just ridiculous was you had Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, which alone any team in the NFL would like to have that, and then they could fill out their pass catchers, sure. however, and still be good. But you also had Gronk, and you also had an A.B., and I'm sorry, but right now in his career, Antonio Brown is better than Jalen Darden. Yeah. He's better than Tyler yes. Johnson as well as Tyler's been playing. He's Very better well. than Tyler Johnson. No. Yep. yep. And I don't know exactly the reason why, but – and maybe it is because Tom Brady and him are, have such a connection. But uh-huh. we were getting a lot out of the tight ends with Gronk. And even though Cam Brady and O.J. Howard are talented tight ends with a proven track record, sure. we're not getting as much out of them. I was glad to see Cam get a touchdown I did, finally yeah, this year. Yeah, I was happy, yes. Which, by the way, moved that him That was a great up. catch, by the way, too. Oh, I didn't get a, was like a, a good bullet. look at the replay. It was a very, very well-executed play. Yeah. So Cam Gronk-esque, now, so to speak. Cam now has 30 touchdowns wow. in his career, which is the sixth most in team history. Nice, right? He's built a nice little career, right? I mean, he's he's right behind Kevin House, who's a, a big name in, yeah, in franchise sure. history. Who's right behind Jimmy Giles, who's in the Ring of Honor. Uh-huh. You know, there's a decent chance he ends up third or fourth. Wow, or fourth or not not third. He's, right. he's well away from third, but unless he gets really really hot. <laughs> His his touchdowns per season has been dropping, so I don't if that trend would have to really change. I got I got another moment that I want your take on it because I don't ever remember uh, experience it, but just before the game started, a transaction where someone was active and then got de- and then and not someone. I, it's it's uh, you know Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. But what what's kind of crazy about it all is when we were doing our last wrap up before um, kickoff. Uh, TJ was talking about how he saw Richard Sherman out. This yeah. is a good sign. You know, I see yeah. him. This is good. Blah, 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 blah. There's a possibility he's dressed. He was going to start. And, yeah. And so it, it, it's like breaking story, right? We're right on the field. We're getting all of this. During the national anthem, I'm looking down and I'm getting a, a, a an email. A text. With, where, well, first a text, but then a, then an email came out of he's out. Yeah, so he injured crazy. His, he injured his calf in pregame warmups, and it had to be within 90 minutes of the game because it, had he injured it prior to that, we would have made him inactive. Sure, we had already submitted our inactives. So you do that 90 minutes before the game, and that's binding. You can't change it once nope. you've done that. So we played we, one man short. We would have kept Andrew Adams up, who was a healthy scratch. He's a safety, so mm-hmm. it's not a direct. It wouldn't help sure. you necessarily. But since Ross Cockrell and Mike Edwards are a little bit. Um, Versatile, and, mm-hmm. and actually Edwards played a ton in he the did. slot in that game. He did. I think the played well too. I think the Bucks have been looking for a way to get him on the field, and the way they did, but they don't want you know Antonio Winfield, obviously, a big playmaker, 
I think Jordan Whitehead is having a phenomenal year. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you want to take those guys off. No. So you play all three of them, and you find ways to make it work. Now, we lost the game, so I don't know if it's considered a success or not. But in any case, we would have put Richard Sherman down and kept up Andrew Adams. Mm-hmm. At least had one more guy for special teams, one right. more. And by the you know, then D. Delaney got hurt. We were we were pretty much out of corners. Sure. I don't I don't ever remember that happening. I don't either. I don't ever remember just before a game starts that it's yeah it yeah. must have, but I don't have a recollection yeah. of one. No, but that was just that quirky. was a blow. I guess that was like the start of uh oh. <laughs> What right. kind of day we gonna have? <laughs> yeah, if you look back in retrospect now, that was the beginning of <laughs> yeah. what this is this kind of day, huh? Yeah. Also, I should have I should have noted up top, although I'm sure if you read the link when you were clicking on it, that we are not having a guest today. Um, we don't always have guests. No, we try. We didn't try this week specifically, no. just because in losses that like piss everybody off, we don't want to make somebody come on here and talk about it. Yeah, we, we've had guys on after losses. Sure. It's not. It's just the ones like this. Yeah. You know. So we didn't try well, to get a guest yeah, this week because there, yeah, there there seems to be a lot of soul searching right now. Yeah, and I just we don't we don't need to do that. Today. Well, we don't want to put someone in a position where they have to do whatever. And, and that's and, a, yeah. a lot of podcasts. Really, I've told you sure. about my favorite podcast before, yeah. the Dollop, and and they do most of them without guests, but sometimes they have a guest. Sure. And, you know, if, if a guest is going to make the show better, we'll do it. But well, we all we decided not to. Right, and if you have a guest on, you want it to be fun. Yeah, exactly. you want to do something. You want to hear something different. Like like when we had Levante on last week. I mean, he gave us. It was some, after a loss, it, but 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 he gave us some really yeah. interesting things of of yeah. you know a team meeting and right. you know things of that nature. So, um, yeah. So so that's why it's just us. Yay! Hey, you know. So now looking forward a little bit. Because, uh, you know, how much do we want to talk about that game in Washington? Uh, I'm Did done. you have more? I got nothing. Uh, next game is Monday Night Football now, if you rem- against the Giants. If yep. you remember. The New York football Giants. Uh, last year, one of the stories was the Bucks sucked in primetime for some reason. Yeah. I, we did beat the Giants we, on Monday night, uh-huh. but it was barely, and they weren't good at the time. No, they were not. So it was not considered a particularly positive outing. No. Although every win is perfect and great. Sure. Uh, but then we also lost to New Orleans on Saturday night. Uh, I think, did we lose all the others? Chicago. Chicago on Thursday they, night. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans on Sunday night. We struggled. Yeah, it was just right. primetime games were a struggle for the Bucks. Not this year, though. Uh, no, we're 3-0. and Mm-hmm. We're going to go 4-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the game in New, New England was close, but as we look back on it, they were better. They were a better opponent. Dallas is better than we thought. Dallas, New England's better. So every team, yeah. Philly kind of was close, although I felt like we had that game in control most of the way. Yeah. It, it was a little close at the end, but it wasn't like scary. Um, no. So. But no, I, I'm looking forward to uh, um, the Monday night game. I, I'm looking forward to it. I like. I, it's a good tone to set. Uh, I hope it's like you're saying they play really, really well. So everybody sits back and goes, "Yeah, the Bucks are still in the mix. They're still there." So, so the the you know when you play Monday night, you adjust your schedule. Sure. Uh, the Buccaneers will do an extra bonus practice on Wednesday, uh, and then they'll have their normal three days from Thursday through Saturday, which means that when we're walking around the building here on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, everybody's going to be saying, gosh, it feels like Friday today yeah. when it's Thursday or whatever. Right. <laughs> we yeah. do that every freaking time this yeah. happens. Well, then, then we, when we the have the same every time. And then we have the Monday night game, and then... The next uh, week will be condensed. Well, condensed, and it's Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. So, oh, that's going to be right. And it's a road game. I think so you leave it on Saturday. I think we'll just so. take the week off. Go ahead. Yeah, right? Enjoy your turkey. <laughs> My son's coming home. Oh, well, then you college. are going to take time off then. And now, well, I mean Thursday. Some sure. Of 
it's just can't you, you can't. Yeah, I don't know what his schedule will be. I don't know because they have to have Tuesday off. So. They generally what they generally do. Yeah, they'll take they'll Tuesday do like, off. Yeah, do have, Wednesday will be normal. They'll do it early, early on yeah. Thursday and let them get out here to be with their families. Sure. And then Friday and Saturday will be normal. Yeah, and Thanksgiving, you know, you if you're eating around three, four o'clock, that's pretty strong. That's a good. That's time. what we do. Yeah, we don't eat early. I know some people do it at like noon, like yeah. an actual lunch. Sure, ours is always like actually more like five or six. Yeah, if you get right in there, that's that's yeah. great. Well, yeah. I always it, when I was a kid, I liked it because we did it early, and then you'd have turkey sandwiches later on. Oh, oh, know? oh, we just do it the next day. Yeah, because we'd gorge ourselves so much at Thanksgiving, sure. you didn't want to eat again for the rest of the day. Yeah. Have to loosen up the old belt buckle. So we did a uh, we did a little ranking. We'll throw the, we'll come up with a topic over here in our digital department. Uh huh. We'll, oh, on you, the whiteboard. I did see that. And we'll rank some. We'll, we'll come up with a topic and then rank a bunch of things under it, and then everybody will list them, and then everybody ranks them, and then you you know average out the ranks and see what's the favorite. As well, was was the favorite for the so turkey? We had nineteen different Thanksgiving related dishes. Okay. And the favorite one was mashed potatoes and gravy. Really? I think, I mean, that's not really what I think about when I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. No. I think everybody just likes it, and nobody dislikes it. Yeah. Like, the second was stuffing. Uh, stuffing is awesome. Well, stuffing's great. That was, now, that, do that you was like mushy? Two. you like the stuffing that's in the bird, or do you like the stuffing that gets baked good. in the pan? It's all good. Yeah. It's all okay. good. Um, and I think the distinction there is was the one in the turkey is called stuffing, and the other is called dressing. Yes. Or maybe it's more of a regional thing. And no, it is. Stuffing was what you put in the bird. But we always call it stuffing, whether or not sure. you put it in the turkey. Um, you know what my favorite was? Why don't we eat stuffing more often? I mean, you can't eat it all the time because it's bread. And sure. So, you know, you're going to be three pounds. Because I think it's a pain in the butt to make. You can get the... the, the that's not the you pre-made got, one. You add you, water. You got to buy. You you got to buy the bread. You got to make it yourself. As well. And let it get stale for a couple of days oh, before oh, you wow. do it. Okay. Then you shred it. In the pan, you shred the to make breadcrumbs. Yeah, so or alternately, you could buy a bag of water. Well, I know, but not that I do this. I just remember my mom <laughs> doing it, so I remember. You know, you know what my you know, uh, you talk about dishes and stuff like that, and it's always this crazy dish, and it's the it's the green bean casserole. You know, with I the, love green bean casserole with the, with the cream of mushroom. Yeah, and, the, and then what the are those onion strings? Yeah, what are those? They're like fried crispy onions. Yeah, yeah. crispy onion straws. That is like I love that dish. I know <laughs> it. It got very mixed reviews on our on our ranking here. Oh, like I had it like third or something. Sure, other would, people had it way low. Oh, they must. Yeah, mac and cheese was probably up there. Mac too. and cheese was up there, but Wait, to me that's, that's not a Thanksgiving th- dish. No, that's I mean you do have it at most sure, Thanksgivings, sure. at least down here in the south. But right, it's not what I'm. That's not what you're aiming you can, you for. Have, you have mac and cheese all the time. Yeah, I, I agree. You all right. You don't have stuffing very long. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> so so it's the Giants on Monday night. Yep. They are three and six. Yeah, they won their last game before their bye. They won two of their last three, and the game they lost was by three points to Kansas City. Now, mm. Kansas City's been struggling a bit, although they didn't this past week. No. They've been struggling a bit, so I don't know how much stock you put in that, but th- from reading through their clips... And 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 stuff. I feel like they think they've got a little bit of a momentum coming, they and do. they just came out of their bye. So the second week in a row, the Bucks play team coming out of its bye. Yeah. Um, they've got some, and more importantly, perhaps the momentum, they've got some players coming back. Yes. Saquon Barkley practiced on Monday. We're we're doing this on Tuesday, so we that was a bonus practice. We don't know how he's going to be, but there seemed to be an awful lot of optimism that about yeah. him. Not only that he's back, but he looks really good. Sure. So, you know, the whole Saquon Barkley thing. 
it's still a referendum on whether it makes sense to use the second overall pick, which is what the Giants did on Saquon Barkley. Most of your new school NFL analysts thinks that think that's ridiculous because you can find running back depth all over the place, right. and also because running back careers often aren't very long. No. So getting a running back even to a second contract, which you certainly want to do with high first-round picks, sure. isn't all necessarily all that likely. And the Giants will have to make a decision because – no, I guess they already had to because this is his fourth year. Yeah. But in any case, no, they have to make it. I don't mean to get off on a tangent here. But sure, the no. Giants. I know what you're saying. Not only are the Giants trying to get back in the playoff run, and they think they have a shot, and like you said, it's a very muddled middle there. So they, they do have a shot. They're about a game and a half out of the last playoff spot. So it's not that crazy, and they have a fairly forgiving schedule ahead of them. But they also have eight more games, right, nine, 17, eight more games to – See how they feel about Daniel Jones. Oh. Okay, so Daniel Jones, whose first start was here in Tampa. Yeah. So he's coming back to a place he probably very much enjoys. Yeah. He was great. Uh, He threw for like 336 yards, two touchdowns, no pick, ran for like 25 yards. He's run a lot in his career. They won 32-31. Now, that's because Matt Gay missed a very makeable field goal. But still, it was a very positive thing for him. Since then, as a starter, he's something like 10-25, 10-24, I think. Obviously, that's reflection of the whole team not just sure him, but still and his pass rating is about 85 right. which nowadays puts you pretty far down the list yeah i mean the guys in the middle of the pack nowadays are like at 95 the guys leading it are at 110 tom brady's at like 108 right now and the key is you got to have a quarterback yeah so they need to know and i think they really really want to believe in daniel jones especially their gm uh-huh. who sure if took some him, heat not yeah. that he cares he yeah. doesn't care at all no. but he took some heat for taking daniel jones where he did which was what seventh overall or something yeah. um and so they have to decide, since he's a first-round pick, you get every first-round pick now gets a four-year deal with a one-year, um, op- a fifth-year option. Right. The, the salary goes up quite a bit, but still not, it's not crazy. Sure. And you, so you can keep him for one more year before you have to start working on uh, franchise tags or a big new contract yeah. or something. And when in quarterbacks, you're talking $25, $30 million a year. Yeah. So Or running backs. How much are you going to pay a running back? Yeah. But How scary is that? that? Oh, Who? If the Giants have to pay, well, they've already passed. They've already made their decision, and I don't remember what it was on Barkley. Yeah. They're, I'm going to get back to that, but they, they have to make a decision on the fifth year option for Daniel Jones. I think they probably will, mm-hmm. because again, that fifth year option, while very expensive, is not as expensive as a lucrative new deal, and it gives you. It's like with Jameis. I was just, I was just about to say, it's okay. kind of like what we did with Jameis. He ends up with 20 million for one year, but if you extended it, it would have been 100 million yeah. plus. And we wanted another year to know, right? And it was his first year under Bruce. So let's see how this goes. Sure. And and, it, and it's a good bet. Yeah. So It's a safe bet. Right. So, But then when we got there, it was like, you know, if we can get Tom Brady or somebody else, we're going to do that instead. Yeah. The Giants can put themselves in the same position. Yeah. Or they can say, we really, if, if this goes badly the rest of the way for Daniel Jones, they could say, and, it's time to move on. And there's the trend that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have started is find a good quarterback who's tired of being at an old team and wants to come. And you have the Aaron Rodgers out there right now for, oh, yeah. that could happen. So someone's like, it, well, the Rams went you out hire the Matt gunslinger. Rams so and Matt Stafford. The, exactly. Right. You, you hire the gunslinger, which is, I think it's, uh, uh, it's, it worked here, but I don't necessarily know. I think after last night, uh, with the Rams, I don't think it's a bad deal, but 
you know, of course, everybody wants to pile on. Oh, he'll, Matt Stafford's been awesome. Sure, you I can't thought judge he was, him on one, You can't judge yeah. him on one game. He's been fantastic sure. this year. And he's totally been the difference that they thought he would be in the upgrade from Jared and that's Goff. A, and that's an interesting game because it's Shanahan against McVay and Raheem Morris is the defensive coordinator, and they all work together in yeah. Washington. They were together here. So there's, you know, I know what you're going to do. You know what I'm going to do. How are we going to? Well, the AFC West is weird because there's just a couple teams in there that no matter how the standings are that year, they own the other one. Right. And for some reason, San Fran seems to own the Rams. Yes. And that was not unusual two years ago when San Fran was headed to the Super Bowl, but now you don't expect it to happen. Now, and which, what Arizona's I, always been good against Seattle. Yeah. What I, what I find interesting is after a game like this, how everybody jumps to, oh, the 49ers are back to their Super Bowl run <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And you just, well, and that's just it. It. I think that's what makes it fun. Um, you just don't know when you go into a game. You're thinking one thing. Like, I, I, I wasn't expecting a whole lot out of the 49ers in this game. And no. then I watched it. And they I was dominated like, them from beginning I, to end. I just like, holy, and wow. And what we wanted. So yeah. I kept watching going, okay, this sure. is good. Is this yeah. going to continue? Is it, hey, they're still yeah, doing and, it. You know, and it's funny you say that because as bad as I felt about Sunday, I started looking around, you know, New Orleans lost and Atlanta lost. Uh, Carolina Rams. did win, but the Rams lost. Arizona lost. Arizona lost. Right, so, it wasn't terrible. We but, did move down one spot in the. Yeah. Standings, though, but what, ma- what gets me is I go, dang! If we would have won, look how much room there well, would have been. That's what gets. Oh, me. oh! What the? I'll tell you. Even though I'm saying I don't feel bad, the opportunities that the Bucks missed out on the yeah. past two weeks. Oh. Right now we could be eight and one and in charge. Division, yeah. The division yeah, race would probably be just about, about over. over. Yeah. Uh, and it, fortunately for us, New Orleans has lost two in a row. Sure. So we're still one game up. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But. It, the opportunity was there, man, to put New Orleans away probably for the moment. We'd be up like three games at this point, yeah, crazy. and we'd be the first seed in the NFL see if we – but those things didn't happen, so. Well, that's – but in fairness to the NFL, that's what they kind of like because they don't want anybody really running away with it, so keep I, it interesting it never, I never did finish my thought on – Okay, on Barkley. I'm sorry. On Saquon – well, I don't think it was your fault. On Saquon Barkley. So – the referendum, so to speak, on should you ever use like a top five pick on a running back? Uh huh. Well, Barkley, at this point, that debate is still raging because he's been so banged up. He's missed like, I don't know, like tw- you know, he missed all but a couple games last year. He's missed four games this year. He missed a couple games in his second season. He played every game in his first season and was really good. But um, he's missed so many games that it's hard to say they've gotten good value out of the second overall pick to uh-huh. this point. Right. Uh, that being said, when Saquon Barkley is, hel- Barkley is healthy and on the field, he's clearly extraordinarily talented. And it looks like he's going to be back for this game. Sure. So that makes a big difference. Right. You know, whether or not in the end it was a good pick or not, they've got him. He's good. He's, he's, uh, he's healthy now. We've had actually – we actually he got hurt against us last year. But we were also containing him before he got hurt. So that was when we were at a stretch of – Shutting down everybody, like Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. Nobody could run the ball against us no matter how good they were. Right. Um, There's been some cracks in that in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, Antonio Gibson in the second half when they just started ramming him down our throat, you know? Anyway, the Giants are getting him back. They might get Anthony Thomas back, who is their starting left tackle. He has not been amazingly good in his first two seasons. If you recall... It was 2020 when there were four blue-chip offensive tackle prospects in the draft. Right. And it was pretty clear, even though they wouldn't say it at the time, but it was pretty clear to everybody that the Bucks really wanted to get a new right tackle. And so it was 
it was Anthony Thomas, I think Georgia. It was Tristan Wirfs who we ended up with, thank God. And it was um, Be- Mackay Becton, who I think went to the Jets. And then uh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name that was with Cleveland. Um, they've all, of the four of them, Tristan clearly had the best rookie season and is playing phenomenal again this year. And right. Anthony Thomas struggled by far the most. Now, I have not fouled very much this year. He's been hurt a little bit. I wonder if he was playing very well. In any case, they think they're getting him potentially back. They could get Sterling Shepard back. Um, so they're getting a little more healthy. And they, when they get everybody back, they have a potentially pretty dangerous group of pass catchers in Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, who looks really good, the rookie, their mm-hmm. first-round pick. He has, they haven't utilized him a ton, but when they have, he's been phenomenal. Um, they've got Darius Slayton. They've got Evan Ingram. They've got Kenny Galladay when he's healthy. That's a lot of really good weapons. Right. Right. And so, again, tying that in with what I was saying about Daniel Jones, two years ago or three years ago, they drafted their replacement for Eli Manning, Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. They still sucked that year. They hit the reset button, brought in a whole new coaching staff, Joe Judge, et cetera. Uh, okay, so they they changed there. They sucked again last year. This year – the big thing was let's give Daniel Jones the tools he needs to succeed. And let's see what we and got. And see what we got. Sure. Now, it hasn't gone ex- totally according to plan because they can't keep everybody healthy at, at the same time. And at some points, they've had everybody hurt at the same time. But they still have a chance in the second half of the season to put Daniel Jones with all those wefen- weapons and see how it goes. Yeah. So Hopefully, Monday night, it doesn't come together. Yeah, hopefully, it's <laughs> still loose it's on Monday It's still night. working on that project. It's just every time we go into one of these games, I look at us, I'm like, okay, we score now. It mm-hmm. was higher, but we score 31 points a game, and they score 19 points a game. Yeah. I mean, you should feel confident going You should. That. I mean, because it really, when it comes down to it, it's how many points you score compared to how many points they score. Mm-hmm. Scoreboard, right? scoreboard. Right. That's what it boils down to. All right, Jeff, do you got anything else? I don't. We've gone a, a decent amount. Yes, yeah, we have. We still have some questions to get to okay. from the fans. Okay, let's so, do it. All right. We don't have to take a break. No. We can just kind of roll right in. Makes it easier on me. They don't get to hear um, no, Ronnie. Ronnie Lane's voice yeah. again, but Go, they could always rewind. Sure. All right, you ready? I am. Okay, this is from, oh gosh, I didn't, I didn't copy the part of the email with his name in it, but I, if I remember correctly, it's Sam in Tennessee. And he sent us a question last week that included the words senior moment uh-huh. record for me, referring to me. Yeah. Like, was I having a senior moment? Yes. Which we pretended to be upset about. Yeah. Or you, and, and then I, in revenge, pointed out that he misspelled, he used the wrong year several times. Uh-huh. So, um, uh, he's just back. to be clear. He's back now. Just to be clear, uh, okay. Sam, we were not, I was not upset. It was funny. You can't see our faces, oh. but we were joking. Yeah, we're joking. We yeah. were just steering into it. You never offended me. No. And I'm, I'm telling you that. Is, so now listen to the question. Is, is, is he being apologetic? Yeah. Hey, dogs, first of all, let me apologize to Scott if we got under your skin. Okay, stop. No, 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 no. This is a, this is a free forum. Never have to apologize. Well, first of all, it's okay if it did get sure. under my skin, but it didn't. I wish you. Only you wish. would have liked that, <laughs> but no, I was not offended. No, I am. Uh, you were just being salty. Yeah, I was just enjoying. <laughs> hey, if he's going to say senior moment, then I'm going to point out his failure. Yeah, that was all I said. That's right. Uh, senior moment is meant as a term of endearment. Oh, Brady just threw it right to a safety. Must be having a senior moment. That's his example. Oh, okay. So don't worry, you're in good company. 
<laughs> oh, this is incredible. All right. Because he said, second, I will blame all spelling and grammatical errors on spell check, but thanks for pointing those out. That's what I get for picking a fight with a writer. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll proofread this before hitting sin, and I hate to tell you this, Sam, but you used the wrong your again. <laughs> Because you said, don't worry, you're in good company, which is Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, because it's the contraction of you are, or you are in good company. <laughs> you know, these kind of typos have nothing to do with intelligence no. or being able to write. People do that all the time. I know. Professional writers, just you write the long sure. years, you just you type just the wrong there. Yeah, you, you just type the wrong there, yeah, or you type yeah. the wrong year. Sure. Isn't it crazy that we can have five sacks on a quarterback and still not get the win? Actually, I have some numbers about that. Sure. Uh, it is crazy. Heineke? is like our kryptonite. Yeah. Well, it isn't totally true because we did beat them last year. Yeah, we just make him look better than, uh, well, like, let's just say he did what he needed to do. Maybe and, it was and like, so I don't want to take credit away from him. He he did what he needed to do, and he made the plays when he, he needed great. to make them. He did, yes. He, he played, played great, great last year, too, and that's what Sam means here. Sure. And actually, I'm probably not right to criticize saying he's like our kryptonite because I think in a lot of Superman yeah. movies or shows or whatever, when kryptonite's involved, it will make them get close to yeah. being defeated, and then oh, something happens to yeah. get the kryptonite away. Someone gets the kryptonite. And yeah. he, so that's what happened last Lois year. Lois Lane comes in and takes it and pulls it away. Last year, we got the kryptonite out of the stadium in yep. time yeah. for the Buccaneers to win. This sure. year, we did not get no. rid of the kryptonite. Could not find it. In fact, it. I how think about, how it about, doubled down in that last drive. How like about him, in some more. Yeah, how about him being surrounded by four Buccaneers and getting away? You know, the same that thing. That was crazy. And it was like a scrum, like you. And it was this was one where it was all the way on the other side of the field yeah. from where we were, so it was a little harder to tell. But you just see him engulfed by a mass of Buccaneers, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, cool, that's a sack. There's no doubt. You just can't see. Is he down yet? Yep. And then all of a sudden, there he is, scooting around. And you're like, wait, what? And then that's bad because you break out in the containment, half your defense is back here where they thought they had him sacked. Uh-huh. So it reminded me, actually, and I'm glad it didn't have such a bad ending, but the same thing happened in New Orleans with James Winston, and that was the play where he and escaped, he got, yeah, and then, and he, then he, he got in. Yeah, because the, yeah. It take, it take, if take they could, have it, if they could yeah. have it back, they would gladly take the sack sure. for James not to get hurt. Sure. It was the same thing where on that play, it's like he just kind of bent over and protected the ball, expecting to go down, and then it never happened. So I was like, okay, and started I, I, running. There's an opening. Go. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Yeah, this was uh, that. That was something. So. All right. So is it just like is it just not being in the right place at the right time is what Sam continues. Sure. Injuries aside, we still have the core from last year, but it seems like they just aren't clicking. Devin looked great. The pressure was there, and DBs had their hands on the ball, but we couldn't make the plays or avoid dumb penalties. Very well said. I still think we are going to go on a run, but I can't figure out what's holding them back. So basically. He just summed up everything that went wrong why we lost the game, which Sam, is true. Sam and Scott are very much alike here. Very, you know, we can fix this. We're going to be. That's yeah, well, you started out. He's wondering still. He's he's like, what's holding this team back? I don't think there really is anything thing. holding yeah. back. We've had a couple games where we've just done some dumb things. It just hasn't come together. And it's going to happen. Buffalo sure. lost to Jacksonville. You know who I, how yeah. did how did that happen? Nine to six. I don't know. How could that possibly? Can you look at that game and go, well, Buffalo's never going to have a forty-point game again? No, they are. Yeah, and they did. Dallas. Dallas couldn't score against Denver until like the last half of the fourth quarter sure. in that game, and then they and then, it up and against then they just they're unstoppable against yeah. Atlanta. I mean, it's it, it's there. The, that's what he actually what Sam's saying. Sure. We have the guys. Yeah, you know, some of them are hurt, but a lot of teams have to deal with that. Oh, yeah. I think the offense will be a lot better when Gronk and AB are back. I think the defense is, in some ways, sure. starting to play really well. I mean, Devin White and Levante Davis starting to give us big plays. The constant injuries to cornerbacks is a problem. Uh-huh. It is. Yeah, you know, I don't think. 
that D. Delaney is as good of a player as Carlton Davis. He is not, but he's trying. No, and he's doing a good, good job, job for the situation right. he's in, but will be better when Carlton sure. Davis is back, right? Well, Sam, I appreciate you uh, coming back in with your And with I was not question. upset. No, not, not at upset. all. No, we were kidding around about it. We actually laughed. We enjoyed it. Thank all right. You. Um, and I, I actually probably am starting to have some senior moments. Yeah. I forget things all the time. Well, okay, this – oh, I I once again forgot to copy it, but I know who it is. It's See, there's another senior moment. <laughs> well, I would be... What? I don't know who sent this question, so I have to apologize. I didn't get That's a copy. That's all right. I would be more disappointed about the game, but Jeff did say that he thought we were going to lose one more game sometime after the bye. Remember you were predicting? Yeah. You said 8-1. and one. Yep. So I think we just got the loss out of the way before oh, hopefully running the I table. like how he's thinking. That's very good. As you already know, this is, this is the fifth year in a row that we are playing the Giants. This got me thinking. Who do you who do you both consider our biggest non-division rival? I would have to go with the Rams since we've had some good games the last three seasons, not to mention the whole early 2000s rivalry, and we've faced off in two NFC Championship games, but what do you think? Uh, Rams aren't a bad choice. Here, no, that's a good choice. Two things to, two things to consider before you can answer this question. Uh, One... When you're talking about your biggest rival, they need to consider you a rival as well, too. Right. So we might think Chicago, I mean, Green Bay from our days in the NFC yeah, Central that was a feels rival. like a big rival for us. But yeah. do you think Green Bay thinks of us as one of their big rivals? Probably not. Mm-mm. So the other thing being the Buccaneers. I would think Green Bay's rivalry is the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think Green Bay fans hate the Vikings more than any other. Yeah. I mean, it's a good Green Bay-Chicago sure. rivalry, too, but I think they hate the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, it also complicating matters here is the Bucks have been in two different divisions. So uh, Chicago, for instance, is a not is not a division rival for us now. But I feel like we have a bit of a rivalry with them. Yeah. Uh, and certainly in, in recent years, we had trouble beating Chicago. We we can't, got over that this year, which is nice. Yeah, it's very. I don't know. I, I it's been it's been simmering for a while because it hasn't been that important lately. But Philadelphia certainly would have been the answer. Yeah, around the turn of the, around the era of the previous. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they were always. But the they, Rams really are a good choice. Mm-hmm. Interesting though is that uh, we were what was it? Uh, we beat Philadelphia in a championship game in in '79, mm-hmm. and so you thought you owned them. But yeah, Philadelphia is there's there is no love there. Um, we beat them in '79 and 2002. Yeah. Uh, Whereas the Rams. Right. Have beaten the Buccaneers as as he knew in two <laughs> NFC Championship games, seventy nine right. and nineteen ninety nine. And then there was that run of really good Rams games around like ninety nine to two thousand two. Yeah, there was that one in two thousand because they were yeah they were a good team. Well, they, both we teams both were, were good. good. Yeah. yeah, and they had the incredible offense, and we had the incredible. And defense. you needed and you needed to win. You needed that game. For and a, and I could see the Rams seeing us as a rival because sure. It seems like the, most of the years when they're contenders, so are the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. It just kind of worked out that way. Yeah. So that's a good choice, probably. Yeah. I don't know who else it would be. I don't know. That's Cowboys, Giants, Eagles. Yeah. I don't think so. Washington. Yeah. No, well, not Washington. No, Giants and the Jets. No, New England. It's not going to be no. any NFC team. Cincinnati, it's Cleveland. Gonna, you can, no. You don't have to keep going. Titans. Through, you can stop going through the AFC teams because no. it's not going to be no. AFC. I think the Rams are probably the best choice. Maybe Philly, because mm. I think the Rams could actually see us as a rival, whereas I don't think, like, the Packers see us as a rival. Right. Seahawks? Nah. Yeah. All, All right. right. That's enough on that. That's good. Okay, this is from our buddy in Brazil, 
Oh, um, uh, well, and remember, uh, we blew that one right, because well, we read the question right. and we lost, so he, that's out the window. He concedes that here. All right, go ahead. So, uh, ahoy, salties. Ahoy. Hope this finds you both well and Sarah, too. That was nice. Oh, that was nice. Sarah Abbott sat in on our last episode and um, gave us funny responses. I guess. Yeah, she did well. In last week's episode, one of you said that you can't get used to the idea that we have one specific drive play game in the bag. Okay, so I think he's saying that. Saying what? You can't get used to the idea that that we should be confident about winning these games. No, you can't. It's well, hard you, for us to. Well, you have to have confidence that you're going to win the game. You just don't know whether you are or not. You have to feel good about it. And I could really relate to that, probably because of all we have seen in so many years of Bucks football. Sure. But that's, that is one truth I can't go through. I always find myself nervous before a game. That's kind of my point. Yeah. Thinking we could lose this one. It doesn't matter if we are the Super Bowl champions. It doesn't matter if Tom Brady, Mr. Seven Rings in the Goat, is our QB. Right. I feel like I'm afraid of embracing what we are seeing. That's yeah. that's a good way of putting what I was trying well, to say last week. Yeah, and I had this discussion yesterday um, where I don't know, it was with Chris King in in the communicate in the um, whatever their PR. Uh, we're talking uh, about how tight everything is, and Chris said, uh, matter-of-factly, he goes, well, we're, we're, we're in the playoffs. I don't know what you're upset about. And I said, I said, nah, I can't go there. I said, because I remember being 9-3, and he goes, oh, I don't want to hear that. That does not matter anymore. That's a different team. And it kind of made me think for a second that I understand, you know, unless you live through, the, through it, you're not so prone to go – Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I'm I, envious I, of, of a Bucks fan right now who has that, no problem feeling totally com- confident com- every game. Yeah. No, I – yeah, no. <laughs> and there's certainly reason to. Sure. And it starts with 12. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yep. We should be extremely confident going into every game because we have Tom Brady, right? You're right. So we should be, but – You're never shocked that you won the game. But you're 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 puzzled when you don't win the game right now. That's how I view it. Is I, that I'm not, I'm, I'm more like I, what um, Alexander's saying here is that I'm afraid of embracing what we are seeing. Sure. So the Bucks are a good football team. Yeah. Yes, I'm aware of the last two games played, but can we just enjoy what we have? Yes, you yes. can, and that's kind of the point I was trying to make at the top of the show. Right. I know it's easy to search for someone or something to justify losses and say that everything we are doing are wrong, but I I refuse to do that. I'm the one who has always found a silver lining in every one of those losses that we had, really long losing seasons, during so many years, and now that we are finally good, I'm not going to start trashing this team. Yep. Well, good. Good. Thank you. Do we need to stop penalties? Yes, we yes. really do. But getting healthier would be nice, too. Mm-hmm. Can we get some break from injuries from now on? Yeah. Please. Yeah. We've had enough for one season already. Okay, all that would be nice. Sorry for the long email, but I'm kind of needing to put this out of my system. <laughs> P.S., and I'm afraid it wasn't me not sending an email to yep. the show that jinxed our beloved team, uh-huh. but maybe it was because of the lack of a football question. Mm. Um, Mike Evans will have a sp- – and he wrote Mike the way Mike does with that one and the three. I like it. We'll have a special moment on Monday Night Football becoming the team leader in TDs. Will the game be stopped to make sure everybody takes notice? Since you did, thanks for reading Alexander Nascimento. Now, first I, of all, he's not necessarily going to score a touchdown. No, no. But I don't know whether I don't know whether they will or not. I don't think they would stop the game. Yeah. I think they'll make a big announcement. The crowd will have a sure. big Go. they'll probably Little clap. Yeah. They'll probably show Mike Mike Allside uh, up in a is he is he I hope he's booth. gonna be there, yeah. Um if he's there they'll show him probably. 
Um, they'll make a big deal of it, but they won't stop the game. No. They didn't stop the game for Tom Brady's record in New no, England. No, so no. the one thing that needs to be different, though, is Mike needs to hold on to the ball. Yeah. Well, they've been. He gave away this he one. He gave too. away this yeah. one. Yeah. It's just not important to he him. He had to know, though, right? Sure. It's not. It's not. It's a ball to him. He's that way. Yeah. It's not. It's right. just. It's. And just he knows ball. that it brings joy to whoever he gives it to. And he always. But keep this one, okay? I mean, keep this he next just, one. I mean, they're just going to have to tackle him. We should have, have to bat it down. We should have three equipment guys in each end zone well, against the wall. Well, we what we're doing, you know, the nets they put behind the uh, the, the goalposts, they're stretching it all the way around <laughs> the stadium. We need to have we need to have the guys there, three or four guys in each end zone uh-huh. wall, and they've got those big lacrosse goalie goals. Sure. And they're just going to come in and intercept I, the I pass. don't know if Tim Jaraki has it in him to negotiate another deal. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, and everybody's going to be more aware of that. That, now, that was the gentleman who uh, got Tom Brady's ball back. Right. He negotiated the, it. The, the record ball. Yes. So, very good. That's it, Jeff. That's good. Well, I'm, I'm just, that was nice. I'm glad everybody wrote their letters and say hi and all of that. And, Hopefully uh, next week we'll go back to having a guest because yeah. we'll be very happy. Mm-hmm. We're going to do one for Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll oh, maybe short, we won't. Short week. Well, let's just see how the week we'll goes. We'll see how it goes because yeah. we won't even. I don't know. We don't we know the even see schedule. a player to Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a tight schedule thing. That that could be a week we skip. Yeah. And most people are doing other things on Thanksgiving. But we'll find out. Hey, thanks to Beefo Brady's once again for sponsoring us. If you're listening to this podcast, you found a couple of classics. That'd be me and Scott. Wings, nachos, Angus, burgers, beer. That's what Beefo Brady's has. You put them all together and you're going to get beefs. Hungry for tailgate greatness? Yes. Monday night tailgating. Talk about an early start. Leave work early. Try beefs to go. Full-on catering. Beef O'Brady's where game time meets tailgating time. You done? Mm-hmm. Okay. Since you did, thanks for listening.